All right, so let me um, dive in first to uh, the prayer from the heart of Jesus. And uh, forgive me for being repetitive. This is, I hope we're recording, uh, but this is a big deal. And for those that are on Facebook Live may not have been, have heard it, I am uh, pondering and putting before leaders in America, our city, America, and Canada even. Uh, I had a Zoom with a prayer leader in Canada talking about this issue of the Lord's Prayer. I believe with all of my heart, that the Holy Spirit is going to restore the Lord's Prayer to the forefront of the global prayer movement and the forefront of the global church. It will be a unifying prayer. And listen, we disciple nations. We're for all tribes. We're for unity in the body of Christ. Not nodding our head and agreeing with everything that happens, but we're for the bride. We're for it. And we believe John 17, 20 through 23 is going to be fulfilled before Jesus comes back. There's going to be a radical expression of unity in the body of Christ. And it, I believe it will primarily be around the triad of these two, three great priorities. Number one, the person. Number two, the prayer. And number three, the purpose. The person being the supremacy of Jesus Christ, God himself. We will agree and can agree with even Anglican, with Methodist, with Baptist, the supremacy of Jesus around the prayer, the Lord's prayer, the only prayer, really, that we're commanded to pray, and I love praying every prayer in the Bible, but the king told us to pray this prayer, and then the purpose, which is the great commission, the gospel. Those three things, I'm telling you, are going to be involved in the Holy Spirit's restoration of unity in the body of Christ. And um, I, you're going to see the restoration of these things in, in big ways, and I think you are seeing them, especially in the first one and the third one. The first one, thank God there's so many that are preaching about the supremacy of Christ, the worship, global worship movement that's putting attention on Jesus and worship. I, it's just awesome. And it is not even at full throttle yet. This Holy Spirit's going to ramp that up. But then thirdly, the Great Commission and making disciples, that's increased. More and more people are talking about it, and there's different iterations of how it happens, but we're locked in on what's most important, not protecting our denomination, protecting our history, but advancing toward the nations to disciple them. But I think the middle one, even though prayer is increasing, and I've said this before, and I don't mean it in any dishonoring way. I appreciate the humility. But uh, Mike Bickle, who's a leader in the global prayer movement, um, said he's neglected this prayer for 30 years. And I, I know that the Lord's going to restore the Lord's prayer, scraping, if you will, the uh, familiarity and tradition off of it and restoring it to us personally and restoring it to us, the body of Christ. I believe Wichita is to carry the Lord's Prayer in, a, in an exaggerated way where we have a furnace of intercessional inspiration burning in our city, a family of 100 plus churches, I don't care what the number is, a bunch of churches, and I mean not all the same ones, all the ones like us. I mean the ones like high church, low church, where we're all praying the Lord's Prayer together. And I believe the state, and you've heard my 100,000 thing, but I believe that the, the, the Lord wants to raise up a large amount of people in the state that are praying the Lord's Prayer together. I was visiting with my brother Tim. He said, this is what we train the state in. We go around and do trainings in the Lord's Prayer, unlocking them in this thing. So if you're going to connect to this prayer, and I remember Sarah Manyard, who's the prayer leader of Red Leaf prayer movement in Canada, she was telling me that she's had trouble sometimes having leaders be consistent and to stay diligent in this prayer because it's not uh, personal to them. 
And so I'm going to keep sowing into this with you and those that listen to these teachings later and are on Facebook Live. I'm going to keep sowing into this issue of the Lord's Prayer. Um, this is the most known prayer that almost no one knows. That's what I think. It's the most known prayer. Justin Morgan said, they said it before every football game. His football team, he goes, I had no idea what it meant. I wasn't even saved, but we said it all the time. Bob Pankratz, you said, you said it in your public high in school, didn't you, when you were a little guy. They would say the Lord's Prayer at the public school. Everybody knows the Lord's Prayer, but almost no one knows the Lord's Prayer. It's the most glorious thing, full of the dynamic values of the kingdom of God that will transform the earth. I think it was the praying of this prayer when the Romans were killing the church. It was the preaching of the gospel and the praying of the Lord's Prayer over and over and over that turned over the Roman Empire, and they ended up converting. And it's what will hurl us toward, I believe, the second coming of Jesus in the end of this age. So God, I think, is going to lift us up in praying this thing. But for the Lord's Prayer to really touch us, I want to say a couple things. The Lord's Prayer is more than a list of really good petitions. I believe it's a divine unveiling of the passions of the heart of Jesus. It's really what comes up out of his heart, and you've got to get there for it to really connect to your life. If it's just a list, and oh, i got to hit that one, and hit that one, and hit that one, I really think the thing could stay stale for you. But if it becomes, in your heart, a revelatory thing that these are the passions of on the Son of God, the second person of deity, this is what's on his heart. It'll really begin to touch you in a different way. Yes, it articulates clear petitions and requests that God wanted us, that Jesus wanted us all to pray, really, to bring the kingdom to the earth. But that is the fruit of its expression. The root of its desires are in the heart of the Son of God. So I just want you to think about that a little bit, and that may not be a big deal to you, but to think about when Jesus gave this prayer, he's speaking the deepest desires of his heart, okay? And when you do that and you connect the Lord's Prayer out of your, my Methodist service I did, in my teenage years, we'd stand up at the same point of every service and say the Lord's Prayer. And it was great to say it together, but something drained out of the thing, you know? It wasn't connected to Jesus' heart, it was connected to liturgy. It was connected to a service. That doesn't empower the human heart. The human part and the Holy Spirit empowers our heart when we get connected to Jesus' heart. So I want you to think about the moment. The Sermon on the Mount, he's probably got thousands of people there, and he's teaching, and he gives it, pray in this manner, Matthew 6. Or in Luke 11, he's alone with the disciples, and they're like, teach us how to pray. And he gives the same prayer in Luke 11, 1 through, and he says, when you pray, say, I want you to think about this coming out of his heart in a deep way as his desire. So, in the heart of Jesus are these desires for his Father. They're all through the Scriptures. I've got so many Bible verses where Jesus was talking about hallowing the name of his Father, glorifying the name of his Father. This is where his heart be. He's, he was passionate, I mean, passionate to any sacrifice that he could bring glory to the Father. So, what's he say to them? Pray, hallowed be thy name. Sanctify thy name. Make thy name holy in all the earth. Your name is an unholy name. God's name is used as a curse more on planet earth than it is as a, as a praise. And the Lord wants to change that thing. 
And he's going to change it, but it's going to be you and I together with the Son of God interceding in the heavenly realms, saying it together with him. Hallowed be your name. He's like, I want to. We're going, do it, Lord. And he's like, yes, I want to do it. And we, we do that thing back and forth, and it breaks through. And I'm telling you, demonic forces that spread idolatry are broken down when you pray, hallowed be thy name. It's a powerful thing. It'll break it off your life, and he'll become more famous inside your heart. But there's something powerful when you know Jesus' heart would race in desire for his father to get the glory in everything that he did. It also, his heart was longing for the kingdom of God. It's his message. The kingdom's here. And it's not just some, like, a job description for him. He wants the rule of Yahweh on planet Earth. And so he's saying, pray this, kingdom come, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we pray that thing, come kingdom of God, come the will of God, and that word for will is the good pleasure. I, Jesus is like, I want my father's delight to be on planet earth. It is not delightful when he sees thousands, millions of people in human trafficking, all right? It's not delightful when he sees people bowing down around money and stock markets and political governments. He wants global worship, amen? And so he's like, this is what's in my heart. I want you to groan this thing out. I want to hand this to you, not as just information, but the very desires of my heart. Here's what I've found, guys. When I pray the Lord's Prayer and I get in the Holy Spirit, I get in sync with the heartbeat of Jesus Christ. And I'm not just saying that as a cute metaphor. I'm saying I feel the passion and affection of the Lord Jesus for his papa, for his Abba. It begins to get me. I told some people, I can't quite get off our Father, my Father in heaven. It takes me 10, sometimes 30 minutes to get through that section. I'm not even got to asking anything because I'm, I'm swimming in the Abba. I'm swimming the Father. I'm laboring for slavery to be off of me because he wants kids with, that have rights to come before him that feel affection for him. And so anyway, we move through this thing, and these are the desires of his heart, and then the heart of Jesus for us is that we would have daily provision. We would have that provision. He wants us to get it out from heaven. He wants us to walk with hearts of forgiveness. He wants you and I not only to preach the gospel, but to be the gospel. Does everybody know being the gospel means we love our enemies? It's one of the most revolutionary things that's ever been taught on planet Earth. I want you to not only love those that are good to you, I want you to love your enemies. Well, that's impossible with the human heart. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. But when you do that, you become the gospel. Now, the gospel is the atonement of Jesus by his blood and his resurrection. But listen, the body of Christ is so torn apart, right now especially, it's driving me crazy. The division around this election. I know sincere believers who are all in Trump. I know sincere believers that believe Biden would be better. The Trump people are going, they're insane. They've compromised the word of God. These people are going, you're looking the other way on arrogance and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to go in the argument. Then I got a third group, man, and I love them. I love them. And they're like, what are you people doing voting for any of these people? You need to declare your independence. And we need to believe just in Jesus. And they don't want to get involved at all. And they love Jesus like crazy. But they're being divided by this temporary process that's going to go away when Jesus wants us united in Christ like never before. Does this make sense? And let me say this. I love patriots. <laughs> I, not the football team. 
I love, I love people who love America. Praise God. And they're really on both sides. But there's a bigger narrative going on right now than this narrative for four years. This is, I'm not saying it's not a big deal. I'm not saying don't respond to the Spirit. I promise you. But I am telling you, the enemy has a scheme to rob you of the larger kingdom narrative right now, to draw you away from what God's doing in these last days so you get caught up in the hubbub. And the Lord is trying to rescue us, so we must forgive. It's on Jesus' heart, and we must pray for protection from real enemies. Sin, the real enemy sin. Your real enemy is not the other political party. Your real enemy sin, and your real enemy is Satan. He's the one. It's not flesh and blood. And we got to labor around this thing every day. So Jesus is looking at him, I think, with love in his heart. I love you. I want you to be provided for. I want you to walk in forgiveness. And I want you protected. So take these prayers and bring them before my Father. He loves you. So I encourage you. <laughs> I encourage meditation on all of these with a view to the heart of Jesus. I'm, praying, I'm asking you to pray the prayer, but I'm asking you to do more than that. To step into the prayer. And in it, begin to meditate and think about the heart of Jesus, the affections, the longing he has for these things that he taught us. The Holy Spirit will work these values into your heart um, that are in the heart of Jesus. That's what he wants to do. He wants you to do more than scratch your list off every day doing the Lord's Prayer, all right? He really wants us to enter into the heart desires and intercession that he has. So, there you go. Sam went off about the Lord's Prayer again. And if you come next week, you're going to get about five to ten minutes more of it. And you know why? Because I believe this is one of the reasons I was born and put on the planet. And I'm as weak as I can be. I'm as weak as I can be. But I promise you, the prayer of prayers, I love the Holy of Holies. I love the Song of Songs. But the Lord's Prayer is the prayer of prayers. And it's going to be restored back to our hearts. And it's going to unify us, and it's going to turn this world upside down when we pray it with passion and for his glory. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, set this prayer in our hearts. Not because I said it. love how my sister Melissa flirted. It can't be because Sam motivates us. Holy Spirit, do in our hearts what only you can do. Do in our hearts what we love you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would free us Free us to walk in this, um, this prayer, God. Let, let it touch our hearts in the morning time. Let it touch our families. Would it touch the flow of how we read 57 glorious words that set the pace of how you would have your people be the house of prayer. Lord, restore the church to be the house of prayer and let her pray what you told her to pray. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.